And now, WBW Theater. Welcome to WBW Theater. Listen to a series of radio dramas, comedies, mysteries, thrillers, westerns, all dedicated to preserving the golden age of radio. Those thrilling days of yesteryear, way back when families gathered together around the living room radio to join the theater of the mind. Listen now as we take you way back when imagination ruled and creativity had no limits. Listen now to WBW Theater. Why are women like the ocean? Because they never dry up. Correct. Pay that man eight dollars. Doesn't a regular soldier sit down? Because he belongs to the standing army. Correct. Pay that man $9 because... It pays to be ignorant. As living proof to all you servicemen and women listening in over there that it does pay to be ignorant, here's another half hour with radio's biggest collection of zanies, the incomparable wit, George Shelton, Lulu McConnell, and Harry McNaughton, our doctor of music, Nat Novick, and the man who sticks his neck out every week at this time, our moderator... Tom Howard. Thank you. Thank you, Ken Roberts, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And here we are again with that quiz program designed for cylinder heads. If you like sophisticated humor, we haven't got it. But if you like laughs that come from the stomach, stick around and hold it. We have a board of experts. We have a board of experts who are so dumb, they think Ohio discovered America, and his first name was Columbus. Of course, we have the celebrated author, Mr. Harry McNaughton, who has just written a book entitled The Return of Rubber for Girdles, or They Were Expandable. <laughs> Mr. Harry McNaughton. Thank you. I have a poem, Mr. Howard. I know. Yes. A boy sat on the Brooklyn Bridge. He knew he had an daughter. He took his shoes and stockings off, and his feet were in the water. Very good. Very Longfellow. Cute. Longfellow. <laughs> Quite a feat, you know. Yeah, quite a feat. Well, don't stretch it. Let's get on here. <laughs> Next, we have a woman who was the cream of society, but she curdled. A woman, a woman whose name may not be in who's who, but whose picture is in what's this. Here she is, <laughs> Miss Lolo McConnell. You know, Mr. Howard, I tried to hitchhike a ride to the studio today. Oh, you were hitchhiking. Uh-huh. Yes. And the car stopped, and there was a nicest lieutenant in it. In the car. And he said to me, are you going south? I said, Yes. He said, well, give my regards to Mexico. I <laughs> Very nice. Right. If I'd have gotten my hands on that lieutenant, I'd have made a buck private out of him. I see. You would have devoted him. All right, let's get on here. Next, we have a man, ladies and gentlemen. Next, we have a man who was so dumb, he played hooky from school on George Washington's birthday. A man, a man who up to a few weeks ago was living the life of Riley, but Riley came home. I... Here he is. Mr. George Shelton. Say, you know, Miss Howard, I've got to change my boarding house. You do? Yeah. Every Saturday night, we have nothing but bologna for dinner. Bologna. Every Saturday night, it's bologna, bologna, bologna. I see. It's getting so Saturday night is the baloniest night in the week. I see. <laughs> All right, now that you met the experts, we'll get right along with the first question. Here it is. Can any of you tell me, can any of you tell me who made the first American flag? I can, Mr. Howard. Good. Uh, Adam. Adam. No. That's wrong. It was a woman. Well, what are you talking about? Adam wasn't a woman. Wait a minute. His wife was a woman, though. Well, maybe it was Mrs. Adam. No, no, wait a minute. You got the wrong slant. Adam did not make the first American flag. Certainly not. He made the first hat. The first hat. <laughs> oh, 
Adams Hatch. Yes, I never thought of that. Oh, you're, you're wonderful, Miss McConnell. Oh, oh, I know a thing or two. Yeah. I'm smart. Yeah. I'm not just a glamour girl. No. <laughs> you're not just a girl, either. <laughs> Who made the first American flag? She lived in Philadelphia in a house on Art Street. Mr. Hart, does she still live there? No, no. <laughs> Mr. McNaughton, she's not living today. Oh, that's too bad. No. Is the house for rent, Mr. Howard? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> we, can't, we can't find a house anyplace. All right. Let's get on here. How many rooms has the house got, Mr. Howard? I don't know how many rooms. It's a very small house. Well, are you sure they don't want to rent it, Mr. Howard? They don't want to rent it. How do you know if they want to rent it or not? How do you know? Look. Here, you, what authority do you make such an incision as that? An incision? <laughs> Where do you get your dope, dope? Oh, I don't know. Well, yeah, the house is a big part of Philadelphia. Oh, my word. I thought you said it was a small house. Oh. Maybe I could buy it. How much do they want for it, Mr. Howard? How much are the taxes? How much ground has it got? Is it near a bus? Look, that doesn't enter into the question. Well, anyhow, I got a good place to live in now. That's fine. But I'll be out of luck if the railroad moves that freight car. The freight <laughs> How many bathrooms has the house, Mr. Howard? How many? What do you mean, how many bathrooms? That shouldn't interest you. Now, let's get on here. <laughs> the house is a historical house. Oh, ghosts and stuff and things. No, huh? no. The house belongs to the city of Philadelphia. It's a point of historical interest. Hundreds of people visit there every day. Oh, I wouldn't like that. Too much company. Too much company. <laughs> yeah, people running in and out all the time. Yeah. You'd have to ask them to stay for tea. Oh, yes. Oh, I couldn't be bothered. No, no. Too much. <laughs> Miss McConnell, why don't you get yourself another idiot and settle down? Why, Mr. Howard, I didn't think you cared. You didn't. <laughs> I'm still trying to get an answer to the question. What was the name of the woman who made the first American flag? The house she lived in is called the Betsy Ross House. Did you get that? Betsy Ross. There is also a very popular candy named after her. Oh, I know. Why didn't I think of it? Why? Well, what is it? Fanny Farmer. Uh-huh. <laughs> question. Now, pay attention. Try and be on your toes. This is a very simple question, and you should have no trouble with it. Yes. Here it is. What is a bread knife used for? Did you hear the question, Mr. Shelton? Certainly I heard the question. It's about a knife. That's very good. Oh, I, I get the point. You can't stick me. All right. <laughs> you heard the question? What do you, what do you think of it? That was a sharp remark, wasn't it? Yeah, yes, it was, mister. Let's get on here. Never mind the puns. What is a bread knife used for? You should know that, Miss McConnell. I should, shouldn't I? Yes, you should. Well, I don't. You don't... <laughs> you don't know what a bread knife is used for? Nope. We never use bread in our house. Uh, you never use bread? No, nope, we use nothing but toast. To <laughs> Boy, she's got a lot of crust pulling that, ain't she, huh? <laughs> what is a bread knife used for? I'll give you a hint. It is used to cut something made from dough. Do you know what dough is, Mr. McNaughton? Oh, rather, oh boy, yeah, dough is something that everybody needs. Yes, it attracts a lot of half-baked friends. And when you have enough of it, you belong to the upper crust. And when you're broke, you're just a loafer. I see. <laughs> That's very, very clever, Mr. Thank you McNaughton. so much. Now, let's get on here. Mr. Sheldon, do you know what I'm talking about? Why, don't you? Don't I? Listen, if you don't know what you're talking about, how do you expect us to know, you dumb cluck? Look, please, I know what I'm talking about. Then you answer the questions. Mr. Sheldon, don't you? How is it you never derive any benefit from these questions? I have no driver's license. You're not driving. <laughs> 
Well, don't you know my wife is taking driver's lessons? How's she making out? When the road turns the same time she does, it's just a coincidence. <laughs> Yesterday, she took a turn for the worse. Goodness, ah. any damage? Well, you know that new sedan I had? Yeah. It's a convertible coupe now. <laughs> you know, you know, she's never driven at night. The other night she was out the first time in the car and saw two headlights coming towards her. Yeah, what did she do? She drove between them. Ah! Uh, uh, <laughs> Will you please tell me what... She drove between them. What is the bread knife used for? Wait a minute. Do any of you know what a knife is? Oh, sure. I know what a knife is used for. Good. What do you use a knife for? Eat mashed potatoes with. I see. Don't you use a fork? Why, certainly. What do you use the fork for? To put the mashed potatoes on the knife. Why do you put mashed potatoes on the knife? To keep the peas from slipping off. Ah, no. contestants why Mr. Roberts is getting the folks up here we hear from our orchestra they say music soothes the savage beast now we give you the savage beast the corn doctor Dr. Novick Piper, they would have used his orchestra to chase the rats out of Hamlin. Well, who is our first contestant, Mr. Roberts? Our first contestant today, Mr. Howard, is Private Richard Finnegan of the famous 82nd Airborne Division. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Mr. Finnegan, and thank you a lot for coming up. It certainly is a pleasure to have you. How do you feel, sir? I feel fine, thank you. Well, that's good. 
Where's your hometown, would you uh, care to say? New York City. Oh, fine. You're right at home. Isn't that well? New York City? Well, bring me 100 telephones and call me Diet Smith. I see. <laughs> I, I, I used to work in this town. I see. Yeah, I was a baseball mascot in a haunted house. You, uh, you were a baseball mascot in a haunted house? Yeah, I used to take care of the bats. The bats. Uh, uh, please, don't mind him, Mr. Finnegan. When he was in the army, he was the droop of the troop, if you know what I mean. Uh, what are you doing uh, today in New York? Just having a nice time and taking in the sights or what? Oh, just resting, that's all. Well, that's good, and I bet you need a rest. Uh, are you enjoying yourself? Very much, thanks. Good, I'm glad. How long have you been in the service, Mr. Finnegan? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. Congratulations, my boy. That's well. You know, Mr. Finnegan, I, I was in the last war, you know. I'll never forget the time they put me on sentry duty. The sergeant said to me, remember, McNaughton, if anything moves, you shoot. I said, yes, sir. Yes, if anything shoots, I move. <laughs> I can believe that. Some... Well, Mr. Howard, anyway, it's better to say, there he goes than here he lies. I can see what you mean. So I told the sergeant. Never mind. What'd you do before you entered the service, uh, uh, I used to pick the names out of hotel towels. I'm not talking to you. Uh, uh, that's nice, clean work, though. Hotel towels. A little hard on the fingers, you know. Uh, yeah, I imagine it is. Now, let's get on here. I was talking to uh, our guest here. Now, please keep quiet. What'd you do before you entered the service? Uh, I went to school. Oh, a student, I see. What school did you go to, would you care to say? I went to school up in Andover, Mass. Oh, Andover, Mass. Oh, yes, I know that school. I, I used to go to that same school. I cut it out. That's a very ritzy school. I don't you... care how ritzy it was. It ain't too ritzy for me. You? You mean to tell me you went to Andover, Mass? Yeah, well, of course, I was only there one day. I see. Only one day. And the head man called me in his office, and he says, hand over my watch. <laughs> did, uh, the... did, you, did you get time? Ah, oh, cut it out, Mr. McDonald. He gave me the works. He gave you the works, I see. <laughs> Don't pay any attention to him, I'm sure. We're very glad to have you with us here tonight. Yeah, uh, we sure are. What's your first name, honey? Dick. What? Dick. Richard, Dick. Richard. Oh, the Richard, that's a pretty name, isn't it, Yeah, Dick? Richard, Richard is a nice Dick. name. That's, oh, that's a lovely name, Richard. I just love that name, okay. Richard. Oh, my, you dark-haired Oh, and it might as well be... <laughs> Might as well be spring. Yes. Oh, you cute. Might well be winter as far as you're concerned. <laughs> well, you, you can just call me Radar. Yeah, Radar. Yeah. I'm on the beam. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll pick up anything. Get <laughs> right out. And Dick, while you're here, would you do us a favor by reaching into the dunce cap and picking out a question for us, please? And when you get one, would you be kind enough to read it, if you don't mind? Just read it right in the microphone. What animal do they shoot with an elephant gun? Good, good. What animal do they shoot with an elephant gun? What kind of a gun? An elephant gun. Oh, my word, I never knew elephants carried guns. I see. We're off already. Sure, that, that's why they have such big trunks. Yes. <laughs> they carry the guns in the trunk. I see, I see. Miss McConnell, why don't you soak your head in calcimine? Yeah. Now, now, Mr. Howard means... Uh, it means the gun shoots elephants. The gun, the gun was gun, up there yeah, for a minute, minute, wasn't it? What did you say there? I said, Mr. Hart means the gun shoots elephants. The gun shoot elephants? Yeah. I, I always thought gun shot bullets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in my day, they didn't. Mr. McNaughton, please, let me know, Mr. McNaughton, when you finish your basic training as an idiot. Oh, with pleasure, Mr. Hart. 
Can I be in your class? You can be in... <laughs> The question's about hunting, Mr. Sheldon. Did you ever see an elephant? Well... Hey, wait a minute. What, what are you looking at me for? <laughs> well, I'm just trying to answer the question, that's all. Ah, you know, I love to hunt. Ah, I love the sound of the tally-ho. Well do I remember my last fox hunt. There I was off at the crack of dawn. I chased the fox over the hill, down into the dale, through the fields and the forest, through the river, down the river, over the stream, down to the village. Just when I was about to grab the fox, he ducked into a movie theater. <laughs> Did you go in after him? No, I'd seen the picture. Ah, please. Let's get back to the question. I went hunting with my old man once. With him or for him? With him, smarty pants. Yeah, did you have any luck? Did I? I shot a buck. You shot a buck? Yeah, then I shot two bucks. <laughs> Who faded you? She's been... <laughs> She's been faded for years, Mr. Sheldon. <laughs> the question's about honey. I love to hunt wildlife. Yeah? Blondes or brunettes? Oh, I'm not fussing. <laughs> Look, will you please try and answer the question? Please. Do any of you know what kind of an animal they hunt with an elephant gun? No, I don't know nothing about elephants. I love the steeplechase. Uh, you like the steeplechase, Mr. McNaughton? I don't know, boy. I've never chased any steeples. <laughs> no, I, I prefer duck hunting. I mean, first you put out the decoys. You know what a decoy is, Mr. Shelton. A decoy? Isn't it a... No, no, no. It's a sort of a... It's made of wood, like a sort of a something you hold it. Yeah, yeah. Like when you, uh, um, it's round. No, no, it's really when you, uh, if you... Did you ever see a... Oh, sure, I know. Yeah, my old man says the same thing. Yeah, I thought so, too. Uh, Wait a minute, what are you talking about? A decoy, Mr. Hard, a decoy. It's one of those... I know what it is. What? It's, a. Uh, it looks like, uh, you set it in the water. No, that's a sponge, a sponge. Ah, no, a sponge is a cake. Oh, no, 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 it's not a cake, it's a decoy. It looks like, uh, it has a shape like, uh, <laughs> they fool you every time. <laughs> yeah, and when you pick them up, now, now then there's the duck. Yes, the ducks. They think that, uh, they're not sure, do you see? Yeah. So, so... Oh, you move to another place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if it's raining... Oh, in that case, you don't go. Ah! <laughs> Thank you. 
Novick playing Rosalie, and very nice, too, Nat. I mean, Rosalie was. Uh, and now have we another contestant. Indeed we have, Mr. Howard, and I should like to present to you now a very lovely young lady. She is private first class, Shirley Cowart of the Women's Army Corps. Oh, fine. Good evening, Miss Cowart, and welcome to It Pays the Ignorant. And thank you, Miss Cowart, for coming up. How do you feel, Miss Cowart? Fine, thank you. How are you? Well, fine, thank you. Thanks for asking. Where's your hometown? Would you care to tell us? Albany, Georgia. Albany, Georgia. Well, what do you think of that? Albany, Georgia. That's where the night boat goes, is that? <laughs> Albany, Georgia. Yeah, did they move it? Never mind, please. Pay no attention to them. May I ask, what are you doing in New York at this time, Miss Cowart? I'm on furlough, just sightseeing. Oh, just sightseeing. Have you seen all the sights? Well, practically. Now, now, did you see McConnell yet? <laughs> take, take a good look. That's something you don't see every now and then. Are you having a nice time? Oh, very much so. Good. Miss Coward, do you know what a decoy is? Oh, will you cut it out? Now, don't get into that. Pay no attention to Miss Coward. He, he happened to get out without his nurse this evening. Oh, no, no, she was with me. Uh-huh. Yeah. But she didn't hold my hand. Oh, I see. You're improving. Yeah, thank you. How long have you been in the service, Miss Coward? 33 months. 33 months. Well, congratulations. That's well. 33 months. She's a very nice-looking girl, isn't she? Yes, she is. I, thank you. I met a very nice girl last night. Oh, really? How did she strike you? With the back of her hand. <laughs> Pay no attention. Miss Goward, could I ask, what is your work in the service? I'm a photographer. Photographer? In the service, yes. Oh, I see. That's very interesting work. Uh, is that I used positive to go... or negative? Uh, never mind. <laughs> I, I used to go with a young girl who was a photographer. Very well developed. A very nice girl. <laughs> I imagine the work is very interesting, isn't it? Oh, very much so. I see. What did you do before you entered the service? I was a chemist for the Navy. A chemist for the Navy? Yes. Oh, before you went into the service. Yes, well, sir. you were right in line. A chem and did you do that work in the... Oh, no, in as a chemist uh, for the Navy, what was your job? Just what did you do? Mix... Uh... I worked with oils. Oils? Mm-hmm. What was the idea? To see... Uh... Well... If there was oil in the oil, I guess. <laughs> no, Mr. Hart, my, my uncle... My uncle was a chemist... Your what? My uncle was a chemist in the dye factory. A he chemist? Up. He came out with flying colors. I chemist in the dye factory. I think the lady's very, very charming. She's a very charming lady, very delectable and very, very sweet. Hubba, hubba, hubba. Well, there's nothing like a pretty face. No, and yours is nothing like a pretty face. <laughs> is that so? Well, my beauty grows on one. I see. Well, I pity the one it grows on. Uh, where did you do this work for the Navy? Down in Albany, Georgia? No, in Annapolis, Maryland. Oh, in Annapolis, Maryland. A very pretty little town. I've been there several times. Annapolis, that's where the Naval Academy is, isn't it? Yes, it, it is. And uh, in mixing this stuff, you never got confused. I mean, you never mixed any sailors in with it or anything. Oh, like no. No. Uh, tell me something else. How long have you been in New York? 21 days. Oh, 21 days. Is this your first visit here? No. This isn't your first. Have you met any nice boys while you're here in New York? Oh, I've met a lot of nice people. Nice people? <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of evading the question now. We're just going to ask you how you compared the boys in New York with the boys down in Albany, Georgia. Well, I've never gone with a southern boy, so I can't compare them. You never went with a southern boy? Well, Where are you all from? <laughs> I'm from down at Purdue. 
Well, we are very, very glad to have you with us, Miss Gomer. It certainly has been a pleasure. Would you do us a favor and reach into the dunce cap there and pick a question now for us, please, if you don't mind? In what year did the blizzard of 1888 occur? Thank you. Very good question. In what year did the blizzard of 1888 occur? Did you hear the question, Mr. Sheldon? Yeah, but I don't get the drift of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Starting already. Mr. Howe, would you mind repeating the question? I'll be glad to, Mr. McNaughton. In what year was the blizzard of 1888? What time of the year did it happen, Mr. Howe? Uh, look, what do you mean, what time of year? I said the well, blizzard... I mean, was it in the spring or in the summer or the autumn? I said blizzard. Don't you know what a blizzard is? That's the inside of a chicken, ain't it? <laughs> Silly, that's a lizard she's talking about. <laughs> Mr. Howe, did you say the blizzard of uh, the blizzard of 1888? I said the blizzard of 1888. Tell me, was that the year we had snow? Uh, <laughs> Mr. McNaughton, please, why don't you write yourself a threatening letter? Oh, I did, Mr. Howard. I wrote myself a letter yesterday. Yeah? What'd you say to yourself? Oh, I don't know. I won't get it till tomorrow. <laughs> I bet you can hardly wait. Yes. Let's get on here. In what year did the blizzard of 1888 occur? Oh, Pay attention. 1888. What were you saying, Mr. Oh, I said, I remember that blizzard. Oh. oh, yeah, it took me all day to shovel off our front porch. You, did you have a big porch? Yeah, she's got a big veranda, too, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's get on here. Can anybody answer the question? I can't answer it. I don't know what it's all about. It's snow, huh? Look, the blizzard of What's 18... snow with you? Now, never mind what's snow with me. Can you tell me what year the blizzard of 1888? I'm giving you a broad enough hint. Broad enough. Is it anything to do with a decoy? Ah, never mind, Johnny.
Say goodnight for Lula McConnell, George Sheldon, and Harry McNaughton. Say goodnight for our service guests tuned in around the world, experts. Good night. Good night. Good night. That was especially for those who were brave enough to stay tuned in for this past half hour. This is Tom Howard inviting you to join us again next week and to hear what we mean when we say... It pays to be ignorant, to be dumb, to be dense, to be ignorant. It pays. To be ignorant just like me. For the record, that's all. Be with us again next week and hear it proven again by Tom Howard, Ludo McConnell, George Shelton, and Harry McNaughton that it pays to be ignorant. Ken Roberts speaking. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip-roaring comedy, and shoot-em-up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind with WBW Theater.